Hey guys, what's going on? It's Corey from Lean Green Dad Radio. Today, it's just you and me. We're going to be talking about the social and family impact that happens when you transition to a plant-based diet. Now, there's probably a lot of you that have gone through this, especially if you're just starting out. So join me, let's have a conversation, and let's talk about that social and family impact tied to a plant-based diet. Let's go. Provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. And if you're new to Lean Green Dad Radio, then thanks. Thanks for being here. Uh, we are proudly brought to you by the Parents on Demand Network, which is an app with a ton of great parental podcasts. So go check them out. In fact, there's one called Live Like a Mother. Live Like a Mother is uh, its a podcast with a nutritionist, actually, and a twin mom. Her name's Jessica, and she just does 20 minutes every single week and chats about staying healthy and how to implement a healthy lifestyle. So go check her out. Uh, Live Like a Mom over at the Parents on Demand podcast network. Um, okay, so welcome. Um, if you are new, then welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're taking a second to listen to us. Um, I'd love it if you would consider subscribing in the iTunes store and maybe leave us a review. That would be huge. Um, I want to introduce myself. My name is Corey. I am a husband and I'm a father and, um, you know, I'm a plant-based dad. I'm a plant-based guy that builds these vegan or plant-based meal plans. Um, all my recipes are 15 minutes or less. They're super easy. Obviously you can find them over at leangreendad.com. And um, these are a chance, these podcasts that I'm doing, they're a chance for me to talk to amazing folks. Um, today's a little bit different. It's a little bit different of a format. It's a it's a conversation between me and you. And I'm going to be reading from uh, chapter four of my book. Now, this book is, it is on Amazon. I'm not trying to sell it to you. It's like seven bucks. Um, but if you're interested, you want to go grab it, you totally can. Um, but this is a book that I wrote that I, I just worked really hard on and it's an opportunity for me to share some of my story, how I got to where I am today in our plant-based lifestyle, all that kind of stuff. Um, so without any further ado, I'm just going to dive right into it. Okay. Uh, no sponsors, no anything like that. It's just us and I'm going to dive right into it. So here we go. It's chapter four of the book and it's called social and family impact. Okay. Um, so I'm going to read the chapter with you. It'll kind of be like a, a book, a, a, a book on tape or whatever. So here we go. Um, eating food and the events that surround eating food can be very emotional. As a child, my mom cooked warm meals for me all the time. Now, of course, it tastes great and it feels great to eat, but I see now more than ever how satisfying it is for a parent to know that their child is eating a nourishing, satisfying meal. Now, when my family dedicated or decided to adopt uh, a plant-based lifestyle, my, my immediate family, me and my kids, it was a tough transition for both sides of our extended family. You know, it seemed to happen in phases for us. You know, first there came questions of clarity on what we were and were not allowed, you know, I do that in air quotes, allowed to eat. Then came the questions of why, which was shortly followed by frustration, anger, sadness, and a bunch of other emotions. 
Now, did this mean that family dinners at our house could were canceled? We couldn't do them anymore? You know, how would we eat out at restaurants together? Uh, can our family give our kids a cookie if they want it? Ooh, what about grandma's treat jar? Holy cow, right? That would be horrible. Now, these and many other questions are all valid, and they have to be addressed one by one with your family. It's important when you transition to a plant-based diet that you have a conversation with your loved ones so they can truly understand that the change you're making is not a judgment on the way that they eat or live their life, but rather a way of eating that you believe will work best for you and your family. That's all it is. So all you have to do is ask for their support. Ask you know, for, for help and, and, and answer their questions. I I wish I could say that this was easy for us and our entire family. And, uh, you know, they just accepted the way they eat, but they, they don't, it's, it's hard. And while both sides of our family don't eat or drink the food that we do, uh, they've started to consider us when we're going to family outings and functions and dinner events. And, you know, uh, plant-based families, they, they can't expect to be catered to at every single function they attend. But it is important to acknowledge when someone does make an effort by taking your dietary needs into consideration. I can't tell you how amazing it feels when family or friends provide non-dairy options at a birthday party for my kids, but it is never expected. And that is just what we do and what works best for our family. Now, birthday parties, school events, and life in general, it can include sugary, dairy-filled treats. Now, uh, there are, you know, delicious, you know, treats out there that uh, I get it. You know, they they make people happy. Um, You know, some of them are covered in dairy, and, and it is what it is. I mean, the word treat itself has many definitions, but I what I found is that, you know, an item out of the ordinary that gives great pleasure is a definition that I can live with. I'm going to say that again. An item that's out of the ordinary that gives great pleasure. There's no doubt that a huge slab of cake, dairy ice cream, or a mouth-watering dessert will give great pleasure, but it's out of the ordinary, and that's the part that's disappeared from our minds, right? Sugary treats and candy have become synonymous with you know, a successful doctor visit, a trip to the barber shop, maybe, you know, going to the bank when you were a kid, right? A visit with grandma. Hey, even a, a visit with grandma or a good grade in school, all of these have become synonymous with a quote-unquote treat. Now, if your child gets an A on their report card, they might even get a free treat from your favorite neighborhood fast food restaurant, right? You know, oh, a free Happy Meal or something like that. Look, we've all become addicted to sugar, and it's killing us and our kids. The Center for Disease Control reports that childhood obesity has more than quadrupled in the past 30 years, and a whopping 70% of those being at serious risk for cardiovascular disease. I mean, seriously, guys, we have, you know, a kid having a cholesterol and fat-related heart attack. I mean, come on, we can do better, right? In many cases, heart disease and type 2 diabetes in children is 100% preventable and reversible through a plant-based diet. Now, in a world where eating poorly is so easy, it's up to us parents to fight for our individual battles to help win the war on childhood obesity in our country. Children don't know how to make healthy choices when it comes to food, right? They can't be expected to inherently know how to make healthy choices. It's our responsibility as parents is not only to lead by example, 
by helping make healthy decisions of our own, but to guide and educate our children on the choices they make in relation to food. Now, to talk to your children about the food that's on their plate and what they'll do for your body, that is what we have to do. Say things like, these strawberries are high in vitamin C. Say this to your kids, which is great to help you fight off the sniffles and the coughs, right? Congratulate them when they eat a banana or they have to show you their muscles, you know, after they eat something super healthy, right? And then explain to them that they just gave themselves a healthy dose of potassium. Now, of course, they're not going to understand what potassium is. They might not get how the vitamin C gets into them, but at least they're hearing it, right? Helping to educate your children on healthy food choices and moderation of sugary snacks will set them up for a healthier life as an adult. But what happens when you put something healthy in front of your children and they refuse to eat it? Well, we're going to take a very short break and come right back and answer that question and more. See you in a second. Okay, guys, we're back. And let's say that you put something in front of your kids that's super healthy and they don't want to eat it. They refuse. What do you do? Well, do you tell them that if they don't eat it, they'll go straight to the room while simultaneously screaming, it's good for you, just eat it. No, right? You probably don't. Well, I've had this situation happen a couple times in our kitchen, uh, usually after I've just cut and scored a fresh mango for my kids. I mean, they watch me cut the entire thing. They try a few pieces. I eat a few pieces myself, and I put it in front of them, and they just say like, ew, this is gross, I'm not eating it, right? Now, my internal reaction is frustration, but if we are pressed for time and we don't have the patience to explain all the glorious benefits of this delicious fruit, I will not negotiate, or I, I'm sorry, I will negotiate. And <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, I'm reading it here, okay? I will negotiate or provide incentives for my kids, okay? Now, all kids understand negotiating if you get it, if you get right down to it. Your kids don't really dislike mango, okay? They just want something else that might not be as healthy for them. Perhaps a piece of toast with jelly on it, a donut, cereal, or even a lollipop. Yes, um, I've gotten a lollipop request for breakfast once. It's true. Now, if this situation arises and you're pressed for time, but don't know, you have to give them something good, right? I mean, you have to give them something good. There's no shame in doing it, doing an if-then situation. Okay, what's an if-then situation? So you can make a deal, right? If you eat this mango, and I mean every bite, I will give you a lollipop. Oh my God. Okay, I know you're probably freaking out right now. Did I lose you? Are you, are you like, okay, what the heck is this? What's, what the heck is your deal, Corey? First, he says sugar's bad for our kids, and now he says give them a lollipop. Yes, that is exactly what I am saying, okay? <laughs> Remember, that out of the ordinary part is what we're talking about, okay? The scenario is not an everyday occurrence, and the next time you put a mango in front of them, you will not give them a lollipop reward just for eating their fruit. But I tend to look on the bright side with these types of situations, okay? I got my kid to eat an entire mango. Like, in just one cup of mango, you provide your child with vitamins A, B, B6, and C, in addition to copper, potassium, magnesium, and a solid amount of fiber to start the day. I think a small, organic, real fruit juice lollipop is worth that small victory. Don't you? Okay. 
Well, I've done a similar deal with 16 ounces of fresh squeezed carrot juice or freshly juiced carrot apple juice, and that's gotten success as well. Keeping all sugar from a child's diet does not seem realistic to me. I mean, that's that's just me. It just doesn't seem realistic. So we have an opportunity as parents to educate them on why sugar is not beneficial to our bodies in hopes that they'll keep this in mind for the next time they attend a function away from home and there's treats that are readily available. Now, we want to try to regulate treats to one a day. That's at least what we do at our house. And when they do receive a treat, whether it's a lollipop or a juice box or a vegan chocolate snack or something, we always remind them that it's their one treat for the day. The the one-a-day policy really does help them think twice before they put a treat in their mouth because it's the only one they get, right? Now, when it comes to birthday parties, social gatherings, and school events, those are all pulled in the same category for us, okay? Now, for some reason, it's socially acceptable to say your child has an allergy to dairy products, but it's viewed as weird if you decide to eliminate the dairy products as a choice, right? You feeling me on that, parents? No, it's a choice, so it's weird. But if it's an allergy, it's never questioned. So how do you handle it when you have chosen a plant-based lifestyle? Well, cookies, birthday cake, cupcakes and donuts are pretty standard at the school system. We can't always be there to help our kids make the best decisions, so we have to fuel them with the knowledge and provide them with the empowerment to make their own decision when they're away from us, right? Teach your children to ask questions about the food that they're being served before they eat it. If your child is at school or is participating in a party, have them ask the teacher if the item contains milk or dairy and remind the teacher that they're plant-based or vegan and they do not consume animal products of any kind. Being proactive and having a discussion with your teacher is one of the most important things you can do. Now, it might be a little bit of extra work, trust me, but letting your teacher know that your child can eat certain things and providing that teacher with a list in advance or something like that, or even a prepackaged goodie for them, it could really go a long way with a teacher, right? Okay, in addition to letting our teachers know about a diet, our dietary lifestyle at the beginning of the year, you know, gentle, gentle reminders are necessary from time to time. Yes, we can't expect them to remember everything, okay? So in a perfect situation, we're notified that cupcakes are being served for a party, right? And we provide the most amazing vegan cupcake from Whole Foods, okay? So our kids feel included and fun. We also provide the teacher with maybe a box of gelatin-free prepackaged gummies or something for her to have on hand in case of a surprise situation so our kids can be included. Now, pizza parties, those are the easiest. All you got to do, just tell your kid to scrape the cheese off the pizza. If that doesn't fly with you, I totally get it, but that's kind of what we do, okay? And your child can partake in activities, uh, you know, just like everybody else, right? It doesn't have to be like this big deal. Now, half of the time, no one even notices that we scrape the cheese off, right? Plus, uh, the crust has many different, you know, kinds of things, you know, the, the crusts at many of these you know, places, it's totally vegan anyways. So you can totally make it work. Like Domino's, Papa John's, all those are vegan crusts, okay? Um, There's no set rules on how to handle social situations, guys. That's what it comes down to. But it is our responsibility as parents to fuel our kids with the knowledge to speak confidently and intelligently on how they eat when we are not present, okay? Now, it is easier today than ever to go plant-based. I mean, in 2016, a plant-based diet was the top trend of the year. So 
I guess that makes us pretty trendy, right? Yes. A lot of celebrities have come out recently and and said a plant-based diet has worked wonders for them, including Alicia Silverstone, Ariana Grande, Brad Pitt, Ellen DeGeneres, Betty White, Kristen Bell, Venus and Serena Williams, Russell Simmons, and so many more. Even Beyonce and Jay-Z did a 22-day vegan challenge, and they started their own vegan meal delivery service. Are you kidding me? Look, if your kids are dealing with issues at school, give them, don't give them any trouble, okay? Just tell them that their favorite celebrities are also going plant-based. I bet you once the other kids know that uh, Princess Anna from Frozen is a plant-based diet, that they'll be totally cool, okay? It, it's totally, totally there. So there's a lot of things that we can do as parents. Now, eating at a restaurant, whew, that can be an entirely separate challenge. Now, there's lots of plant-based diet-friendly apps out there. Uh, you could check Yelp, Happy Cow, and those are really good. Um, you know, but heading to a restaurant can be quite the task. Now, when you and your family decide to go to a restaurant that's entirely, you know, you know, I guess, Western diet, like not really plant-based, make sure you hop online and take a look at the menu before you get there so you can have your selections in mind before you sit down. The worst thing you want is to sit down and, you know, be worrying and having to ask all these questions. You'll you'll spend less time talking about the menu with your server and more time socializing with your friends, right? Now, if you find something that you want and it happens to need a few minor modifications to make it vegan, make sure you clarify that, uh, you know, you, you explain what vegan means because a lot of the waiters, they might not be 100% familiar with the term vegan or plant-based. Now, the number one question that all non-meeting, non I'm sorry, all non-meat eating families are asked. The number one question, do you know what it is? Well, I'm going to tell you in just a second, okay? Stay with me. This is a good one, and I'm going to tell you how to answer it. (laughs) All right, guys, we're back. The number one question is where do you get your protein? Now, while this question is totally understandable coming from someone who's not familiar with a plant-based diet, I encourage you or anyone else attempting to embrace this lifestyle to welcome the question, welcome it, and engage in an open-minded conversation on how much protein we as humans actually need, then maybe share a few plant-based sources, okay? Now, some of the best plant-based sources of protein include beans, legumes, pasta, grains, bread, nuts, seeds, vegetables, and protein powders. It's true. Now we rotate between protein powders at our house, but they're all based kind of on pea protein, P-E-A protein. Now it's very affordable and easily attainable, okay? Now just one cup of pea protein has like 24 grams of protein. Now, before we start talking about just how much protein are in certain foods, it's important to discuss how much protein our body actually needs. Now, according to Dr. Garth Davis, now he's obviously the the guy that wrote Proteinaholic. It's a great book. Um, No one needs to calculate how much protein they're eating because no one has ever been treated for an actual protein deficiency independent of a separate disease. Yes, Dr. Davis mentions that the average American citizen gets about 130 grams of protein per day. According to the USDA, 
uh, the recommended daily allowance or the RDA for men is 56 grams and women is like 48 grams, okay? Now, if you're into numbers, that would be roughly 0.8 grams for every 2.2 pounds of body weight. Now, with the RDA being the minimum, but rather the optimum amount, we're getting way more than we need in the area of protein on a plant-based diet from the food that we eat. Look, guys, the bottom line with all of this, and that's the end of the chapter, is that you can do this. You have to be open, you have to communicate, and you have to welcome conversations. You have to be prepared. You have to be ready to talk to your kids. Not only educate them, but celebrate with them. I know you can do this. If you want quick and easy recipes that take 15 minutes or less to prep for your busy plant-based family, visit us over at leangreendad.com. I'll be there. I go live every Thursday with a new recipe and show you how to make it. We've got a Facebook, an Instagram, a Pinterest, a YouTube channel, and we've of course got leangreendad.com. I welcome you to visit and I can't wait to talk to you again. Guys, I hope you found this podcast super helpful. If it is something that helped you and you know a plant-based family might be transitioning, have them check it out. If they're interested and they want to look at the book, the book is over in Amazon. It's a Kindle version. Um, but really, just send them this podcast. I'd love for them to give it a listen. Hey, guys, until next time, this is Corey saying keep going that extra mile for your family. We'll see you soon. Bye.